We have a, a gift card for the winner of bringing the most youth. Guys, I don't know if you guys know, but we love y'all. We appreciate everything you do. So when you bring youth, man, you bring your friends, right? We reward y'all. You know what a reward is, right? Okay, this guy said no. You know what it was. You get your allowance, bro. Come on. You probably get your allowance and you don't do anything. Anyway, our reward, right, is going to be awesome. Can I get a drum roll, please, so we can announce the winner? The winner is Libni. Come on, Libni. Libni gets a $25 gift card to AMC Theaters. Get you some. Come on. Hallelujah. There's more where that came from, guys, but you got to preach the gospel, man. She's just preaching the gospel. You got to talk to people about Jesus. Tell them that Jesus and God, it's not lame. It's awesome to be a Christian. So there's, there's that. Okay, guys, keep that in mind. Um, tonight, I'll be preaching, okay? Tonight, we're going to be continuing going over uh, 2 Timothy and be talking about the spirit that God gives us, right? Before I go, though, I want us to open up in prayer because it's very important that you guys Prepare yourselves for the word. It's always important to pray. You never want to leave prayer last. You don't want to leave God last. Let's just put that there, okay? But let's pray. God, I thank you, Lord, for tonight. Lord, I pray that this word will be dynamic to the youth, that the, the youth here, God, will receive this word. They will not take this lightly, God. God, the spirit you have given us is not to fear us. The spirit, of God, the spirit you have given us is not of timidity, Lord. We're not supposed to be timid, afraid in any way, Lord. But, God, we are supposed to fear you, Lord. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge, wisdom, Lord, to fear you, that we will not fear men, we will not fear ourselves, but to fear you, God. Lord, I pray to every youth here tonight that is not born again, that these youth will receive you, Lord, because receiving you, receiving this is receiving the spirit, Lord, you have given to us. I pray, God, that every youth tonight, every leader, Lord, will have ears to listen, a heart open and ready to receive your word, God. I pray that youth here, God, will not go home the same, will go home transformed, God, to wake up another day. You're willing, God willing, that these people wake up another day to experience you in their lives, to go to school and have the power of God in the classrooms, in the lunchrooms, in the gymnasium, that there will be no more youth that are afraid, but youth that will fear you, God. Adults, young adults that will fear you, a generation that seeks you, that seeks your face, God. Lord, have your way tonight. Have your way in the hearts of these youth. I pray that your will will be done, Lord, in their lives. Not their will, but your will, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, before I go on with the word, I want to uh, show you guys an awesome uh, video. It's about a minute long. If Oscar can prepare that, please. Uh, it's an analogy, so it's an example. Just I want you guys to understand how how discipline is in the Christian's life. Uh, don't play yet, but in this analogy, though, what's showing is uh, Navy SEALs training. Now I couldn't think about giving another example other than the Navy SEALs because the Navy SEALs they go through some hard training. I'm talking about it's it's crazy, but a lot of it is mental. A lot of it's it's really discipline. It's it's how they discipline their minds to to not quit. And that's the thing that a lot of Christians want to do. They want to quit, and it's because of a lack of discipline. And so in this analogy, I want you guys to picture, you know, almost in the spiritual realm of how, of how you fight your battles by having the power of God. 
Because without the power of God, without the Spirit of God, I mean, just, just to put that out there, you're going to lose. You need the Spirit of God. You need Jesus. Put Jesus out of the equation, it's nothing, and you're nothing. So I want you guys to understand that. And so as we watch, let's just, just think about the, the analogy that I'm giving here, okay? You can go ahead and play it, please. Thank you. Six times three. Oh. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Hurry up. Eight. Eighteen. Oh. about three times, put your helmet on the ground, you're done. Two minutes, you don't make it, you do it again! Have you been tested this hard ever in your life? Never. Winning here is a conscious decision. Make up your mind whether you want to pass or choose to fail. Now, gentlemen, I'm going to introduce y'all to something called not being able to breathe. Andrew, come back. Come back to the light. Take all this shaking and all this cold, harness it, turn it into aggression. Awesome, just give it up. <laughs> uh, how many of y'all have the guts to say, I, I can do that? <laughs> it gets quiet, right? <laughs> but that's, it's serious. That's, that's, that's what they do. That's what it's like to, to train to be a Navy SEAL. And so you see in, in, in the spiritual realm, you know, to, to live like a Christian, it's, it's, it, gets, it gets rough to when you see it as, and it's hard, but you see with Jesus, it's easy. You can't fear that, that you'll fall in sin. Don't fear that. <laughs> you see, you got to fear God. And so many times, you know, Christians, you know, they, 
they, they, you know, you can get so, so fear and caught up, man, what, what, what if I fall, what if I fall? And you get all anxious and, and you fall into sin. But you see, it's, it's all about, it's, you're making excuses on quitting. I can't do it. It's too hard. I can't read my Bible. I got a, I got a big exam to do. I just can't read the Bible. You should be reading the Bible first. You got to seek God's wisdom first if you want to know how to go on a test. You see, you can't put God last. And so in your, in your discipline, in, in, your, in the structure you have in life, it has to be God first. You have to allow the spirit of God to move in you. If you allow the sin to move in you, well, what you're going to get is sin, destruction. There's no power in that. That fades away. If you can go to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, please, verse 25. You know, I like how Paul puts it, how, you know, he, he gives an analogy as far as, uh, you know, athletes, they, they train. They train for the rest of their lives. They train so much. And a lot of it comes with discipline. He says here that everyone, well, I have a different translation here. You could read that. But mine says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. And I'll keep reading. So I run with a purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline, hear that, discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to us, I myself might be disqualified. You see, we preach the gospel to win souls. You sin, that leads to destruction and death. Just put it out there. The same way you have disciplined yourself to sin, to fall into, into temptation, you have to apply now discipline to walk like a Christian, to live according to the spirit, not the flesh. We know we have a flesh. I'm not denying we don't. But see, youth, you got to understand that you have to beat your flesh. And Paul said that, that when Jesus died on the cross, you see, we have to die to ourselves with him. We have to die to our, our flesh. Not die to your spirit. Your spirit gives life. The spirit of God gives life. Sin doesn't give life. I mean, sin, it puts sin in life. What, yeah, sure, you get the, the, the pleasure and, and whatnot, and it feels good or whatever, smoking some blunts, drinking, getting getting wasted, yeah, that may feel good. But see, it's, it fades away. It's temporary. The Spirit of God, though, it's not temporary, guys. And so when the Spirit of God is in you, there's power that comes with it. As uh, Second Timothy, if you can please go to it. You know, as we're, we're going through this series here, just talking about the power of God, the Spirit, right? Um, we're at, for the Spirit of God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. At the end, at the end of it is self-discipline. And that's the order that it is. And I'm not saying you got to, like, fix it. Well, I got to put something in discipline first, right? I got to put power first, love. It, that, that's how it is. And I love how it's put because it gets us thinking, well, first thing we recognize is the Spirit God gives us is a power. Then you understand weights of love and weights of self-discipline. And so it's not a question of of well, should I be disciplined? No, you need to be disciplined. You need to be self-disciplined. And that comes with self-control. Essentially, it's the same thing. Self-control and self-discipline, they fall into the same category. Because when you're disciplined, you're controlling something from not doing something. If you want to stop drinking, you got to have discipline. But you see, you can't do it on your own will. You need to understand that you need the help of God. You need the help of the Spirit to help you. 
Because doing it on your own, if you fail, I mean, haven't you realized that by now, why you can't stop smoking weed, why you can't stop watching porn, why you can't stop going back to your ex? Because there's no control. Because the Spirit of God is not in you. But what is is sin. And that's what's destroying you, Elevate. If we can go to, uh, to Galatians chapter 5, verse... Uh, Verses 22 to uh, 23. Let's read here. My translation is uh, is different. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, right? That was in Timothy. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control is in Timothy. You see, it's, it's... it's important that you understand this, Elevate, that self-control is an important thing to have. And that's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's like your fruit. So it comes from the Holy Spirit. And so when we try to say it's mine, we're stealing from God. God gave it to you. So you have to walk in it. You have to walk disciplined. You have to walk in self-control. As soon as you get into Facebook, you got to have control. You know not to go and stalk in that female or, or dude. You know it. You got to have self-control. God, help me. Holy Spirit, I ask right now you help me so that I don't click on his profile. <laughs> Believe it, the Holy Spirit will help. The Holy Spirit is, is, our, is our counselor. He helps us. He helps us in every time of need, not just in time of need, but always because we're walking in step with the Spirit. But if, if you're not walking in step with the Spirit, you're walking in step with the flesh. There's two, it's two, two routes, the flesh or the spirit. Which one are you going to want, the flesh or the spirit? It's a serious question. Which one are you going to want, the flesh or the spirit? You can be honest. If you want the flesh, okay. You want the spirit, okay. But I'm here to tell you, man, you need to walk in the spirit. Because if you don't, you're not going to have self-control. You're going you're gonna to lack in so many areas of your life. You wonder why you, why you fail in classes. You wonder why, why, why you just can't seem to understand everything. You wonder why you're always making mistakes. But most of all, you wonder why you're sinning. It's because there's no self-discipline or self-control. And it's the Spirit of God that we need to rely on, the Holy Spirit. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit. You see, youth, in today's generation, we see a spirit of, of wickedness. We see a spirit of sin going rampant, deceiving people. And our enemy is Satan. We hear that little voice in our head that tells us, come on, you can do that. Just, just go ahead and, and, uh, and pick up that gun. Oh, come on, you can do that. You can, you can go into, into your, your boyfriend's house or girlfriend's house. It's okay. Just do it. And so you receive this, this mentorship from Satan, right? And you're not disciplined to fall into temptation always and sin. But I'm here to tell you, man, that you can have discipline to live holy. You can live holy, Elevate. Praise God, we can live holy. We were made in this world to, to be sinners. No, we were made to be saints, to be saints, people that are, that are walking holy, people that, 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 you know, to people in the world, we look like weirdos. But for Jesus, you see, it seems that holiness is a foreign thing to, to this generation sometimes. You know, kids will wonder, why are you praying before you eat at lunch? 
It's like they've never seen that. Maybe some have, but they're just ashamed to do it. That's because of the Spirit of God that's in you. You want to pray. You want to talk to the Father. But you see, if, if in this generation, think about it, man. If the Spirit of God is in you, that, that it's no longer timid, but, but a power, love, and sound mind, self-discipline, self-control. You can do so much for God. Quit the relationship you have with Satan. Start your relationship with Jesus. Because doing so, it's so much better. You're no longer slipping all the time. But you're walking with the Father and he's guiding you in his own steps. Not in your steps anymore. You see, I question sometimes why, why some people will fall and they'll go back to their old lifestyle. That they've been transformed, that God has specifically told them, don't go back over there. And, we, and, and people go back. And they go back into the old sinful lifestyles. What did God do in your life? He changed your life around. Clearly, God has shown us that this life is not worth it. But living the, the spiritual life is worth it. And I get it. You know, we live in a, in a fallen world. There's sin everywhere. I'm not denying that. There's sin everywhere. But see, that is why we have to allow the supernatural to get into the natural. And that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings revival. How can you expect to, to see your high schools get saved if you're not preaching the gospel? You're enabled by the Holy Spirit to go and preach. When you say no... You're denying the Holy Spirit. You're denying the Holy Spirit can't do it. You have to want it, elevate. You have to want it. If you go down the verses in verse 25, it says, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous too of one another. It's saying, Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Every part, it's not some parts. Every part of your lives. That goes with school. That goes with being a brother, a sister. That goes with being a husband, wife. That goes with being a student. That goes with you being an employee, a manager. I don't know if we got managers in here, but employee, right? When we got jobs. But every part of your lives elevate. You can't just pick and choose. I mean, you have your will. You can go ahead and do that. But, well, then it's not every part of your lives that you're walking with the Spirit. That you're letting the Holy Spirit lead you're letting your sin lead you. You're letting your own will do what you want to do. Well, I don't want to read my Bible today. Well, I don't want to talk to Jesus today. And see, the more you do that week after week after week, you're realizing you're falling away. And it's like before you know it, like, man, I don't even know who I am anymore. You look back and you were that person who would preach the gospel all the time. I'm not going to put out names here, but there are people that, that constantly will preach the gospel every week. And it's like now you don't even do that. It's like now you look down on those that preach the gospel. I'll look at them think they're better than me. Well, yeah, because the Spirit of God is in them. Christians do it the better way. Christians do it the best. Everyone here used to be a sinner at some point, and you could look back and say, man, I wasn't my best. But now that you're a Christian, you're a disciple, you are at your best because you follow the best, Jesus. That's literally what it is. But see, at this point, I could go on all day and telling you guys that, you know, you have to live according to the Spirit. If you're not born again, I mean, you know, how else will you guys walk in the Spirit? If you're not born again, you don't have the Spirit of God inside of you. You need to be born again. Get born again first. Then, you know, we can go ahead and, you know, explain to you as far as, well, you're going to uh, preach the gospel at your lunchroom. 
How many of you can say you have done that? I know I did that one time. It was awkward, but I had the fire in my belly to do it. And I knew that was the Holy Ghost. But be honest, how many of you can do that? You could. You could. Deny your flesh, that's one thing, and let the Spirit go. Let the Spirit go. Because the Spirit is wild. The Spirit wants to do such awesome, extraordinary things. But it's the moment where you deny your flesh. You say no. You say no to sin. And the only way you can say no to sin is if you have self-control. You have discipline. But that, tim- that timid spirit you have at the point stops you from doing that. It cuts it off. It says say no to holiness and say yes to sin. But it needs to be the other way around. You have to say no to sin. If you don't desire the fruits of the Holy Spirit, how then will you expect to bear fruit as a Christian? That's a question you have to ask yourself. If you don't desire the fruits of the Holy Spirit, how then will you expect to bear fruits as a Christian? The fruits of the Holy Spirit comes from the, the Holy Spirit. You're living by the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You're going to bear fruit. You will bear fruit. The fruit you're bearing right now, it's, it's, it's rotten. It's just sin. And you see a lot of it, you can see it in your face. When you walk into school, people, people know there's something different about you. Man, you're smiling more often now. That's, that's joy. That, that's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You're joyful now. You see, that, that's why it's not, not only spiritually but outwardly, it starts to show off now. You, you start to look different. You start to talk different, right? Fruits of the Holy Spirit. What's, what's, uh, let's go back, right? Kindness. How can you be kind? If, the, if you're not receiving the fruits of the Holy Spirit, what is one of them being kind? If you're cursing nonstop and you're being bogus to people, well, then people can't take you serious. You know who those will take you serious? Those are doing the same thing you are. Those are the ones that are being bullies. Now, if you cut that out right now and you start to walk into school, people are going to realize, man, how come you haven't made fun of that dude? It's because you're kind now. You see, elevate. I know this sounds like, like, well, how? You're questioning, how can I have this? It's simple. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Because by doing so, all of this is going to make sense. And I know to some of you, you've heard this many times. But the question is, have you applied it? You need to apply it. You can hear it. You can hear it a thousand times. If you don't apply it, it's just going to mean nothing. It's going to go out the other ear. You know, I don't know if you guys remember growing up where your mom would tell you to do something. It would just go out the other ear, right? And you would just get annoyed sometimes by hearing, like, stop telling me that. I know it went out the other ear. You know, you kind of just picture, like, throw the garbage off, falls out the other ear. And instead, you, you go and finish your Fortnite mission, right? Just putting that out there, you know? But that comes because of self-control. It's a lack. It's a lack of structure in your lives, Elevate. It's a lack of discipline. You don't know how to. Well, the Holy Spirit will teach you. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit will lead you. Start to begin be, to be led by the Holy Spirit. If we can please go to uh, Romans chapter uh, 8, verse 9. I know my voice is a little deeper. I have allergies. Who has seasonal allergies? I didn't even know I had them until like... Last week, I thought I had a cold. It's just like, oh, my goodness, what is going on with me? I have seasonal allergies. It says, 
my translation here is different, but it says, but you, some of you guys, you myself, you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And here in, in uh, quotations it said, uh, and remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. And I can leave the migraine and just, and just go, but you see, if you do not have the Spirit of, God, of Christ living in them, they're not belong to him at all. That's who we know. Who are those walking with the Spirit? Those that have the Spirit of God in them, they're walking with him. But at this point, I mean, you, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't even know. You can ask yourself, I'm not living for the Spirit of God. You ask yourself, I'm not living for the Spirit of God. You know if you're not living for the Spirit of God. And so at this point, that can change. That can change tonight, Elevate. It changed for the people in, in the book of Acts where, where the Spirit of God just fell upon people, the Holy Spirit. At Pentecost, in other words. A Pentecost can happen tonight. Pentecost can happen in your schools where people will just be hungry for God and the Holy Spirit falls on them. As the Holy Spirit has fallen on you, wouldn't you want the Holy Spirit to fall on your friend, the one who's suicidal, the one who just can't stop doing drugs? There are people at 12, 13 years old that are, that are sniffing cocaine and, and dealing drugs. This, this is not a new. This, is, this stuff's happening. People lose their virginity so young. I mean, guys, this, you see this stuff happening. This is what the flesh wants. That's what the flesh wants. The things of the flesh. The Spirit wants you to be kind. The Spirit wants you to be loving. The Spirit wants you to be Holy. Because the Holy Spirit is holy and the Father is holy and the Son is holy. See, Elevate, I urge you guys to receive that, man. To receive this instruction that you have to have the discipline from the Holy Spirit. If we can uh, please go back to, uh, uh, to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25. In verse uh, uh, 22, we can go up. It says, when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. See, Paul, he says that he does everything to spread the good news. Do you guys do everything, man, that's in the spirit of God to spread the good news? Do you do everything to tell someone about Jesus in your classroom? Do you do everything that when you go outside and you see that person, you know, looking almost depressed, you can just kind of tell he has the hoodie up, and, you know, they got their headphones blasted, they're just, at any moment, they want to walk in front of that bus. You do everything to tell that person about Jesus. Someone has preached to you guys already. Do you guys know that? Raise your hand if we have preached to you guys at least once or more than once, probably every Friday. <laughs> Should be almost everybody. Maybe some of you guys don't raise your hand. But you see, you have to preach to somebody. If you don't want the Spirit of God, well, then this, this means nothing to you. You won't preach the gospel, obviously. You won't even care to look someone in the eye and say, I love you. I mean, love comes from God. And people steal that from God. That comes from God. Love comes from God. And he has allowed us to experience that in such an awesome way. That when you, do you know when you tell someone you love them, that, that, that does something to them? I'm not talking about some phony love. Like, yeah, I love you, dude. You're on your phone. 
or you send emojis with the little hearts and you say you love them. You probably have done that like a million times. And you never even meant it. It's kind of sometimes when you put LOL and you have a straight face, you're not really laughing, you know. <laughs> See, you got to have the heart, the passion. But that comes from the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is in you, you have a drive of wanting to tell everybody you love them. What can I do for you, man? What, do you, what can I pray for you about? That's the Holy Spirit. And so when you walk every day and, and it's like a phony identity you have, you don't want to talk, talk to people. You just want to be to yourself. I don't love that guy. I hate this teacher. I hate that guy. And so you look in the mirror and you realize, man, you're really hating yourself. You don't love yourself. See, God has created you. He loves you in his image. So hating yourself, you're hating God. You need to understand, Elevate, that this should not be taken lightly. You reject the Holy Spirit, you're rejecting a whole lot in your life as a Christian. You can't even be a Christian when rejecting the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like you're, running, you're, you're running without batteries. You know, you ever buy a toy and, and you forget the batteries, it's kind of like boring, you can't do anything with it. You're a boring Christian without the Holy Spirit. Literally. It's lame. <laughs> I'm just going to put out there it's lame. You don't want to be lame. You want to be extraordinary because of the Holy Spirit that's in you. You see, Elevate, let's, let's go back here where, uh, where Paul, he's talking about how he does not fight aimlessly. It'll go to verse 24. Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? We know that, right? You got uh, some people here in cross country or, or running or some kind of sport, right? One person gets that big prize. I'm sure they got bronze, right? They got silver, right? But that big one was that gold, man, that plant, not platinum, but gold, right? They get the prize. But what if I told you, man, that as Christians, man, when you preach the gospel, everyone's getting the prize. We're all running the same race. But see, you're, you'll be instantly disqualified. Instantly disqualified when you reject the Holy Ghost. Instantly disqualified. Because there's no power. There is no power. The power of God. You don't want it. So why should you run? You can run if you want the Holy Spirit. You want to now be led by the Holy Spirit. You want to not make a difference in your high school. You want to not make a difference in your home. But you can't do any of those things if you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to work in you. See, it's like it seems like it's all about you wanting to do the work. It seems like it's all about I have to do this, I have to do that. You're trying to work, work your way to, to stop being a bad person. Not realizing that everyone, no one is not even good. That's what Paul said. Everyone has fallen. There's not one person that will say, I have never said a lie. There's numerous times that I preach the gospel and I have asked somebody, have you ever told a lie or have you ever done this? And they say, no. I'm like, well, you're lying, dude. Everyone has at some point sinned. And so the people that want to go and, and, and argue and say that, that, no, God can't change me. Or, or, or it's many people that, that have experienced God and they just they don't want to have nothing to do with God because God didn't give them something they wanted. God didn't give me the girlfriend I wanted. 
God didn't give me this car that I wanted. I don't, I don't love God. I don't want to have nothing to do with God. You're angry. You know, my son, he's a, he's a, a year old and almost going to be a, a month, a year and a month old. And it's crazy how sometimes, you know, he'll want something. I know he wants something. I'll take something away from him. And he'll just cry and have a fit. And see, sometimes it's like that with, with us and God is that it's about God's timing. You see, we want something, but we don't realize that it's God's timing. And a lot of it has to do with the lack of discipline. We want it our way. We want to do it our way. Me, me, me. I want to do it my way. It's God's way. It's the Holy Spirit's way. The Holy Spirit's way of in you is to give you patience. That's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit's patience. You see, if you, if you can't be patient to wait on God on something you prayed about, then, well, you got to go all the way back to the beginning. You, you can't even go past the other fruits of the Holy Spirit. You got to have patience. You got to have patience elevate. You got to have love. You got to have kindness. Most of all, you got to have self-discipline. I know the NIV, it says uh, a sound mind. You know, essentially, uh, self-control, self-discipline, sound mind, they, they all go together. It's just different, different meanings as to, to explain discipline. But that comes from the Holy Spirit. I want us to, uh, to go back to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. You know, earlier in the, in the video that I showed you guys, uh, there was uh, a few people, uh, they were just, they were getting tired, they were quitting, they were putting their helmets on the ground. That was their way of saying, I quit, I can't do it. And so as Christians, how that looks is that you put your salvation down. Can't do it anymore. He can do it better than me. I, I just can't do it. I'm not, I'm not good enough. You never were good enough. That's why grace has been given to us freely at the cross. And that the Spirit of God, when you receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit now wants to use you to preach the gospel, to be a loving, kind, patient person that stands out from this world, that stands out from regeneration. And people hunger. I don't know if you guys know that. People hunger. Hunger, discipline. People hunger the love of God. People hunger the fruits of the Holy Spirit. I mean, there are kind people. Obviously, we see that, right? But see, it's almost fake sometimes because they're not doing it for Jesus. If you're not doing it for God, I mean, really, it's, 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 it means nothing. You have to do it for God. You don't glorify God. You're glorifying yourself. Who else are you doing it for? You obey? Okay. Do it for your professor? Okay. Sure, you, you get that A++. Professor's happy. Okay. You're just another student. <laughs> another student comes in, same thing. There's just another student. But see, to Jesus, you're precious, man. You're valuable. You mean a lot to him. You're not just another disciple. I mean, why, why else did Jesus go for that one prodigal? <laughs> he cares for you. And so you see the Holy Spirit, it's, it's like you get counseled. You get counseled to do things the way the Father does things. How the Father does things, you have to do things. We have to imitate how the fruits of the Holy Spirit work in our lives. The Father is loving. The Father is kind. The Father is slow to anger. You should be slow to anger, guys. That comes with patience. But it will all go all the way back to discipline. It starts with discipline. You have to get discipline elevate. 
I know there are times where you're in school and you're like, man, why did I just get detention? Because you were doing something you were supposed to. And so you're sitting in that room. I remember once I was in, I don't know if they still have it, but do they still do it in school suspension? Where they keep you all in a room? I don't know why. I felt like I was in jail. But I would just sit in this, in this chair. I'm just like, like miserable thinking about what I did and why did I do that? How could I have changed that? But then every week I would just do the same thing because I didn't have discipline. You see, people, they, they, they can hunger. They could want the discipline. But if it doesn't come straight from God, if it does not come from God, then it's all going to fade away. You'll be disciplined one week, and the next week you'll be off. But if the Holy Spirit is leading you, it's going to be on to eternity. You're going to walk this life to be disciplined. But it comes from the Holy Spirit. See, I challenge you guys, man, to start it next week. As a matter of fact, even starting tonight, that you will be not just any ordinary disciple, but you'll be extraordinary because of the power of the Holy Spirit that will enable you to do awesome things for God. Remember that, for God, not for you. It's never for you. It's for Jesus. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Starting, starting from from the from all the way from this end to that end, you know you could just look at each other and, and some of you guys talk maybe every every week or sometimes you guys don't. You know you've been coming for about years and you still don't know that one person's name. You see, everyone here share can share some weakness and they don't have to be, have to do it has to do with discipline. There are areas in your life where you like discipline. Maybe you're not you're not maybe you're not spending time with God enough. You're not praying enough. You're not reading the Bible enough. You can't just read the scriptures and that's it. Then you go ahead and you read some, I don't know, something else, like a, like a book or whatever. It's cool. It's fine. But, but you see, you're, you're, not, you're not spending that, that, that time with God that you need. And that comes with discipline to read countless uh, scriptures in the Bible. You pass, I mean, I'm talking about you like, you've been reading the Bible for like two hours and you realize, wow, it's been two hours of reading the Bible. That happened to me one time. That's because the, you know, the Holy Spirit is downloading something to your spirit. It's telling something into your heart. And most of the time, it's preparing you for something throughout that week. And you see how you're preparing yourself in your own way of discipline. Which girl am I going to kick it with next? Which dude am I going to go holler at next? Who am I going to cheat on this test next? Which new shoes am I going to get? It's all these, these desires of the flesh. It's all is the flesh. And you know what? The Holy Spirit can overrule that. The the Spirit can overrule the desires of the flesh. But you have to want it. You want sin? Okay, that's what you've been wanting forever. Let's change that. Want the Spirit. Want God. Want holiness. Want peace. Want love. But it comes from the Holy Spirit. If we can all please stand. And uh, the band can come up, please. I want the altar to uh, be a, a little different. Uh, you know, I know we have uh, the two people that come up here, but what I want is I want anyone, if not everybody, who who knows they like discipline, know, who knows just just to begin with who they don't live the spiritual life. Just put it like that. You don't live the spiritual life. I want you guys to come up, man. 
and laid at the altar, laid at the feet of Jesus. Because all your life, whatever you've been trying does not work. Whatever it is you've been doing has not been working. But I can tell you this, it all works out with Jesus. It all works out with Jesus. Your methods, it's going to work. Your own skills, your own way of, of planning things out as far as, well, this week I'm not going to smoke weed. I'll do it next year. It doesn't work because you're doing it on your own. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. You have to allow God to help you. You know, the Bible says, you know, the Son has set us free indeed. Indeed, you have been set free. Do you remember the time where you cried out to Jesus? I know almost all of you have at some point been at the altar. You've been crying to God, saying, God, help me. I can't do this anymore. And you cry to Jesus and you tell him your problems. Remember that. Remember how it was that the Father just laid his touch on you. And you felt that warmth. You felt his love. You felt his kindness. You felt the Holy Spirit falling on you. And you see, that could be every day. You could walk with the Holy Spirit every day. You could walk in discipline every single day of your lives. You no longer have to be that miserable person that walks every single day thinking about how you're going to kill yourself again. You no longer have to be that miserable person that is always left unseen, that, that you know, when, when you're, when you're going to get in a relationship, you're, that person cheats on you. You no longer have to be that miserable person. You can be a person to be set free. Then that the Holy Spirit will not lead you. Will lead you to do holy things. We cannot bow our heads, please. Oh, Lord, God, I pray that every single youth here, even leaders, God, pray that we will want and desire the fruits of the Holy Spirit, that we will want and desire discipline, a discipline that can only come from you, Father, a discipline that when we are walking home, when we are at school, when we are at home, and our minds just wandering. We're thinking about what we're going to do as far as sin. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit will counsel every youth here to do far beyond greater things, Lord. To spend time with you, countless time with you in prayer. Learning about you. Learning about how your ministry was, how you walked this earth. And how you have said, be perfect for my Father is perfect. God, I believe that every youth here can do that, can be perfect because you are perfect. And God, I pray with urgency, Lord, that youth here will want to be disciplined by you, Lord. I know we have parents. I know we have people in our lives who discipline us, but you see that does nothing if it's not from the Father. We need the Father to discipline us. We have to desire the Holy Spirit to move in us to cause a revival in our hearts first. I pray, God, that this youth would want that revival to happen tonight. That starting next week, it would come back different. Starting tonight, it would be different, transformed, made new. Lord, mold these youth, God.
Change them, oh God. I pray that they change their way of thinking, that they change their ways, their wicked ways, God. I too, I was once a wicked person, Lord. God, you have changed me. Leaders here, God, you have been, they have been so wicked. They have changed them, Lord. But it's only what you have done, Lord. It's only what you have done, not what we have done, Lord. Jesus. Just call out those. If you know that's you, man, you know you need the Spirit of God in you. You know you need discipline from the Father. I want you to come up and lay down at the feet of Jesus. I want you to come and spend time with God. Maybe it's your first time you will ever do this. Maybe it's the first time you ever talk to Jesus. Well, come up. Because you got to understand that this is something that's going to carry around for the rest of your lives. Being a Christian is forever. Being a disciple is forever. It's not a part-time job. This is forever. It's you and God. And know that you have support from your brothers and sisters. You have support from us that we'll pray for you. We'll guide you through it. But you got to know that we're not going to be changing diapers. We're not going to be going around every single day. You don't ask you if you prayed. You have to be responsible. And that comes with discipline to get your prayer life in order, to get your Bible reading in order. To get your character in order. To be self-disciplined. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Father, Lord. God, I pray that you convict those hearts, God. And call it, I pray that you call them out, Lord. God, I pray you knock on their hearts, oh God. You know who, Lord? That person, that youth who has been struggling all week. That one person who can't stop watching porn. That one person who can't stop having sex. That one person who's always cheating on and lying. That one person who's struggling with identity issues. God, that person who has no discipline. Let's sing that. Song up, please. I surrender. See, we have no more of God, no less of yourself, no more of God. It's less of you, more of God. More of you, Holy Ghost. More of you, Holy Spirit, come down on us. Holy Spirit, fall down on these youth, oh God. If you could please have leaders come pray for these two uh, gentlemen here. I know there are more of you. You don't have to go. You can lie to me. You can't lie to God, though. You have to understand that God sees everything. God knows everything. I may not. God knows everything about you. God knows your weaknesses. He knows it more than you know your own weaknesses. And so you have to trust God that he can deal with it. He knows how to deal with your weaknesses. You can't. Your ways don't work. Your ways lead to destruction. God's ways don't. God's ways lead to freedom. God's ways lead to peace. Peace everlasting. Joy everlasting. 
for today. Jesus. Yes, more God. More of you, God. More of you, Lord. More of you. Less of us, Lord. Oh, Holy Ghost. You have the gift of speaking in tongues. Please go ahead and freely speak in tongues. Your tongues from heaven. Jesus, Jesus, fall on the youth, oh God. Touch their hearts, oh God. Touch their spirit, oh Lord. I pray you plant in them a new heart, a new heart, oh God. A new heart, Lord, and victory, God. I pray.